Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Our next speaker is a gastroenterologist, and Vinay, we also appreciate you making it for this meeting. Uh, the, Dr. Segal is a consultant gastroenterologist and interventional endoscopist, and this is obviously a very, very important topic for emergency physicians. So please. Uh... Good afternoon, and thank you, Professor Gibbler and the faculty at MCREG for the invitation to speak with you this afternoon. So I'm Vinay Segal. I'm a consultant gastroenterologist and have a specialist interest in interventional endoscopy, including hemostasis. So why is this relevant to us as gastroenterologists? Well, this figure quite clearly depicts that the prescription of DOAX has increased significantly and will continue to do so. And what's highly relevant for us as a community is that the main bleeding side effect is in the gastrointestinal tract. So as gastroenterologists, we will be seeing more of these patients, we'll be more exposed to these patients, and as a consequence, so will you in the emergency department. Now, what are the things that you can do at the front door to help identify an increasing cohort of patients, however, the ones which are at increased risk? So you're probably familiar with some of these scoring systems already, but I'll just discuss them with you because they do form the premise of care bundles, which we've discussed in the intracranial hemorrhage, but there are also similar ones for gastrointestinal bleeding. So the Glasgow-Blatchford score is probably one of the more popular scoring systems which is used um, at the front door. Um, its most important tool, actually, is in helping define patients who can be safely ambulated and discharged. But we know that a score of more than six can predict mortality, and it can be helpful to help you pick out those high-risk patients. Uh, the other score which has been around a lot longer is the Rockall scoring system. This actually is a composite score. So that by that I mean it requires a score before the patient has their endoscopy and a score after. And its primary utility is in predicting mortality. However, we know that if you c- correlate the score pre-endoscopy, you can actually also help predict mortality. And both of these scores have formed part of the BSG, or the British Society of Gastroenterology Guidelines care bundles, which should be used at the front door. Fortunately, um, lower GI bleeding is less common than upper GI bleeding. So just a, just a reminder, anything that is proximal to the ligament of trites or between D3 and D4 is upper GI. Anything distal to that is lower GI. Most of these patients are stable, but you will uh, experience a cohort of patients that are less stable. We, we recommend using a simple uh, shock index at the front door and including something called the Oakland score, which can help define those patients are at higher risk. Uh, Usually speaking, these are patients that will go on to have a CT angiogram, uh, which does not require bowel preparation. And and in parallel, if there is extravasation of contrast seen, uh, the interventional radiologist can hopefully deal with that by embolization. If there's any uncertainty and the patient is stable, they usually will be admitted, have bowel preparation followed by a colonoscopy. The important thing I've noticed in my practice is that these patients are now seldom managed by lower GI surgeons. When I, when I first uh, qualified, a lot of these patients historically went to the surgical take, but now they're kind of more uh, streamlined into gastroenterology. So this is a, a, a busy slide, but really it's an uh, example of the protocol that we've put together at my local institution at University College. And I've highlighted two boxes here, and these are the two things that I think those in the emergency department need to be aware of in when, to, when and whom to decide reversal of anticoagulation. So <clears throat> we've done a lot of work on this, and I've actually sat on a Delphi consensus committee and also 
Um, I was at a meeting last week for eight hours to help decide which are the right patients. So it's not easy. That's the first thing. But what we've come up with is that those patients that have ongoing hematemesis, and by that I mean vomiting bright red blood, not coffee ground vomit, which is often misinterpreted in my experience, uh, and melina um, is less significant usually. So hematemesis is one problem. Uh, patients that do not respond to immediate resuscitation at the front door, uh, so ongoing hemodynamic instability, which may make you wonder whether the patient requires a higher level of care, um, and also those patients with a history of portal hypertension uh, or known varices. So those are the three kind of groups of patients that we think are at higher risk of coming to harm from an uncontrolled GI hemorrhage, and those who meet the criteria regarding uh, administration and timing of drug should be considered for reversal. And the, and the next bit just goes through how to actually administer the drug. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, EMCREG International, and Total CME LLC and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.